Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Things get a little heated as we discuss the game Overcooked. After that, we'll talk a little bit of gaming news and then go into a discussion about Robot Cash. Is it going to give Steam a run for its money? Find out all that and more on this week's episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. This is Kyle with Real Dudes Podcast. And with me to my strong left is Cody. Hey, hey, hey. And to his strong right is Andrew. Hey, hey, hey. And strong bad is Carrington. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> or Fat Albert. You know how I roll. We're practically the same, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. Close enough. We're both brown-ish, right? Yeah. Mm, anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guys, we have got a hot episode this week. And by hot, I mean a lot of things are cooking up. Right? Ooh. Am I oh, right? Look at that lead in. I love it. I love it. Strong. Starting off strong. Uh, I feel good about it. So uh, the game that we're talking about really relies on heavy teamwork. Uh, you need a good comp. Um, things can get real salty when they're not going your way. You know what I'm talking about. That fresh game called Overcooked. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hat, hats off to you, good sir. That Thank was a great you. intro. I love it. Thank you. Uh, following that, I, we just have a little news to discuss. And then, um, if I am correct, Amundo here, a uh, little discussion on Steam and if they have competition going on right now against another company. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, let's get right into this. Um, Overcooked. Developed by Ghost Town Games and published by Team 17. Um, it is a game based on cooking and i've played a little bit of it but i think we have a professional overcooker here called andrew i think so mayhaps although if i'm being honest um the real pro is my my beautiful wife brianna um she is like gordon ramsay on that thing i'm just telling you like let's just say she's you know i've been an idiot sandwich a few times does she yell at you (laughs) this is still raw it's no, no, no. Like, so I, I can't, you know, can't roast her too, uh, too much. But uh, no, she is like, you, you know, Carrington. She's pretty laid back. I mean, she can be competitive, but it's rare. Um, this is one of those few games that brings out her uh, domineering competitive spirit, and like, she will like totally take over assignments. And she's actually she's really good at the game. Um, but definitely, um, it's not hard to take a um, 
a support role <laughs> when she's on your team. But uh, but no, uh, we actually ended up um, playing all the way through it. Um, it was uh, myself and uh, her and another one of her friends. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really great. I mean, it was, um, like I said, it's definitely a time management game, which, uh, as my wife will, will tell you, that's uh, a game that she really draws her in for some reason. She loves those kind of games. And um, like I said, she was an animal people. It was it was she was a woman possessed, which is a rare thing. <laughs> But especially so this, when it comes to a video game. But. So is this what you did while you were in Florida the entire time? Forget the Disney entire World, time. Forget <laughs> Screw the this. parks, the beaches. Forget everything. It's just Overcooked. Basically, we took ten days of vacation just to play Overcooked. That's that's how dedicated. No, are you serious? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> serious like, Overcooked. Gosh, cooks. Like, yeah, that, that would say, uh, yeah. No, we. Uh, I don't know. We probably ended up playing it though, like good number of hours i mean obviously we did a lot of other things but there was a couple days where we kind of just hung out at the house and relaxed and i'd be lying if i didn't say we spent at least like half of that the relaxation time if not more playing overcooked <laughs> pretty nice. so no so, so just to get our listeners familiar what is your take on overcooked like uh um, if I were to describe it, like the closest thing I can come up with off the top of my head is like Diner Dash. Um, I mean, it's really a lot like Diner Dash, only you actually are preparing the food and or I don't I guess it's been a while since I played Diner Dash. So I don't know. But that's that's like whenever you think of like it's just a time management Diner Dash type thing where you are uh, various like so you can be animals or some of the, the characters you can play or you can be um like I said, you know, there are a couple of different people avatars and you just go around the kitchen either preparing soup or, or, or you know, hamburgers or pizza, something like that. And um, you basically, you, I think usually on most levels, if not all, you have a four minute timer and it's however many meals you can prepare uh, within that given time frame. And it's basically a three star system. And um, trying to think here what else would be the main points of it. And they definitely put you some interesting environments. Uh, there are a few levels, which I know, uh, Carrington, you had mentioned playing, and I think you said Kyle might have been involved in that, uh, where uh, you have to play in basically a dark room, and you occasionally get a flash of lightning, and that's legitimately the only light like that, and just like basically like a matchstick that your mm. character pretty much carries <laughs> around is all the light you have. I think um, it was the first that we had gotten there on, on that. But uh, yeah, that was as far as we got. And I did mention, I think, um, as well, that our favorite one to play was the pizza one in the haunted house uh, level. And so that was something that we really enjoyed and we did over and over again. I think that was one of the few we actually tried to actually three star on purpose as opposed uh-huh. to other levels where we were just trying to get one star. Whatever. We passed. Let's go. I played that game uh, single player for a little bit and... I don't know if any of you had tried single player, but um, it make it makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> well, once again, um, I I have a fair amount of experience playing this firsthand, and I have even more experience watching Brianna play it. <laughs> and <laughs> she has tried to tackle it. She actually got about halfway through the game doing it by herself, uh, with oh. just basically where you hit the bumpers on your controller and switch back and forth. Yeah. Um, she was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um. <laughs> It was one of those things that uh, you're like, when you walk, especially when there's like, it's the three of us, like, you know, 
uh, Olivia, who we played with, you know, she was um, she was pretty good. I'll be honest, I was probably the weak link of the weak link of the group, which I'm usually not the type of person who'd admit that, but <laughs> I'm just placing the facts. And um, but no, Brianna was definitely like the strong strong one of the team. I mean, it would end up like some levels when, especially when there's three of you, it ended up with like one person on the side and two people on the other side, and I swear she could do as much as both of us together. <laughs> but. Um, now I will say because you actually finished the game, um, mm-hmm. what would you say the hardest level was as far as you know trying to complete? Because for Kyle and myself, uh, like I said, uh, it was brought up before, we only got as far as the the dark house, and you could only see lightning, and that was the that's as far as we got. We we couldn't get any further from there. So, in your opinion, what was the hardest one? Hmm. Honestly, like I guess that's kind of there's kind of two answers to that. The one, cause I'm saying is when I say that is just getting through a level. Um, I'd say that like there's that, that whole section, I think it's world or section four, whatever you want to call it. That it includes like the dark house and all like, uh, that's basically the theme of that level is like haunted or creepy, or if not that, like I said, just a dark room. It's just, that's kind of the, the lighting is kind of the main, you know, thing you have to tackle in that area. Um, I would say as an area, that was probably the toughest, um, but to three and then to three star, there was a few random levels scattered throughout because like we actually played it enough that we were actually going back um, to three star a lot of levels, partly because we wanted to. And then partly because as you advance in the game, like you have to have a pretty darn high number of total stars to advance to the next level. You know, it's one of those deals where you have to have. 75 stars to you know to get into the sixth world or whatever you know what i mean right right um so i don't know as far as singling one out i'd say that would be the toughest group especially the first time you play through it um it's just really disorienting either that or the uh section three where the ice is oh my gosh um, the ice oh, yeah. level i'm surprised oh. we made it through that yeah no that that sucks um then later on they introduced lava and and that one was a challenging one there's one where if I remember the layout, basically what it is, <laughs> is you have two little islands that each person or group of people, depending on how many players, because it's up to four players. So it would either be one person on a side or, you know, uh, for a total of two, obviously, or you could have like doing two, but it splits up the team. And there are these just like these little single square platforms that rotate around each island. And there's only a brief window where you can actually get what's on that uh, that little square. And so you have to start setting individual, like you have to stretch just to the edge of where you're about to fall in the lava pretty much most of the time to set these things on these squares and then try to time it out. So it's kind of like the conveyor belts they introduced earlier, except instead of being like a continuous thing that's pretty big and not a big deal to approach, like you have to very carefully approach it. You only have one square to put it on and it's it's really, really nerve wracking. Um, so they throw a lot of different stuff at you. And then, um, the final boss is basically, I don't, I'm not going to say anything specific, but pretty much it's just, um, all of the skills that you acquire throughout playing all it's, it's a, I guess it's kind of typical in that regard of, you know, a game that that's, they're just building to, you know, bigger and better things and just, um, but at the final boss, basically everything you've done, um, as far as stuff you have to make, you'll have to, uh, end up be doing basically end up doing all of them to beat the final section okay yeah uh kind of going into this game uh i just kind of thought you, you 
just were thrown into levels, but they actually play out a a pretty cool story from the beginning um, where they start you out cooking for a food monster. And then uh, it takes you back in time after you after you go through that and start you out. I forget what year it starts you out, but as you progress through the worlds, it, it puts you, you know, to, like, 1990s, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, into the um, 2000s. and Into the 2000s. Uh, but that's about as far as I think we got. Because the, the most that I played was with you, Carrington, that couple weekends ago. Yeah, that and was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't think that we hit really any bosses in particular. Is there just the final boss in the game, Andrew? Yeah, that's all. Basically, they keep throwing different little challenges at you, new wrinkles as to, you know, how you have to. A lot of, I mean, they had introduce a few new concepts throughout but and then they'll sometimes they'll reintroduce those concepts but with a different twist on them you know to make it a little more challenging whatever the case might be um but yeah as far as an actual quote-unquote boss fight there is only one and it's at the very end um trying to think here what else well, i guess one thing we should touch on i think is the characters within it because i don't know what you guys if but I, yeah, <laughs> uh, I know that uh, the fa- seemed to be the fan favorite of our group was the disabled raccoon. Yes, sir. Yes, That was Kyle all the way. Yes. Yes. No, that was unequivocally the uh, the fan favorite. He's um, the cutest or she. I think it was a he, but you know, don't assume I mean, it's gender. Sh- <laughs> chef, chef wheelchair raccoon is the best. Yeah, I, that seemed to be the consensus. But um, I'm trying to remember, Kyle. Did I always pick? Was it the cat or was it the black person I picked every time? <laughs> I think you started with the black person, and once you unlocked the cat, you got the cat. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I can remember. It's funny. They introduced quite a few different characters, but none of them really measure up to Disabled Raccoon, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, because like they introduce uh, a couple different variations on the cat. Um, they do actually like a, a grizzly bear. Um, they actually, the, the one that came closest for me personally, I, I won't say that it was better than disabled raccoon. Um, but, uh, was actually, there was a very stout, burly bearded man with a chef's hat that kind of put me in their mind of like, just his look of like Ron Swanson. And so, I mean, that spoke to me on a deep, deep level, but, um, but no, they have quite a few cool, interesting, uh, cute avatars. And there's some other ones that like popped up that I honestly can't really remember, but Actually, the number of options they give you as far as your chef character that you can play as is a pretty, pretty decent amount. But you'll never need to go any further than the raccoon, as we have established. No. Yes, exactly. No. And I just want to uh, just say right out, you know, the reason why we're talking about this game right now is because it was recently released on the Switch, even though it was re- originally released in 2016. Um, mm-hmm. It's just seen new life because of the Switch and. As we've covered before, you know, in our previous interview with Mick and just in general, that um, if you put a game on the Switch, it sees new life. And Overcooked is one of those games for sure. Yeah. I had never heard of it until I saw that it was on the Switch. Same and here. I'm glad. I mean, it's such a cool game and such a good, good, good concept and party game. Exactly. I agree. And I was reading up on for this episode about Overcooked. So. Uh, like we've said before it's made by ghost town games it's a uk based studio and it's only two guys that are making this and um their names are phil and ollie um and they worked at frontier developments before that for five years before they decided to start their own studio and it's actually an idea that they both had um and they had co-op in mind first um which i think was interesting because a lot of times when a game is um being made 
co-op is an afterthought single player is first if there's a co-op option co-op is second and then multiplayer is the like final stage of development within a game but they wanted this game to be played with other people first and foremost which i thought was really interesting because you don't see that a whole lot nowadays and it came from phil because he used to be a chef which i thought was really cool too so um so that's where like kind of like the idea of overcooked kind came from and and i can't tell you like how much fun this game is that kyle and i had because kyle owns it i don't and i played it a couple weekends ago when i was visiting him and and whenever we had the chance to play a game we went straight to overcooked and we're, i was addicted personally as soon as he showed it to me yeah uh it, it was a lot more fun playing it with two people as opposed to one person because it stressed me out to high end trying to switch between characters and, and getting uh, chopping food up while trying to cook some soup and trying to get the plate to the customer and trying to get the plate clean and running all back. It, you know, splitting, splitting the responsibility between two people makes it a lot easier. And I'm sure it makes it a lot easier, you know, with three or four. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a game that's meant to be played with a minimum of two players. We found a few levels that were actually I would I even dropped out of because of, like especially the ice levels, like more yeah. than two gets really hectic each other and you start throwing each other off yeah it's no it's um it's like i said kyle it's definitely and character was kind of pointing out it's definitely a uh, multiplayer or you know two to two plus player game it is not meant to be played as one i mean that being said once again brianna has played it a fair bit on her own and um done pretty well so i would say if that game if it's the type of game that's really up your alley um and you're, or, you know, you just get it and you love it and, you know, you don't always have somebody around to play with. I could see somebody doing it. Uh, but it, I think for the average person, this is going to be a, a minimum two player game. If you don't have somebody, you know, or else around, it, you're probably not going to put a lot of time into it. Um, but it's and like you said, it's a ton of fun. It is like addicting from the outset because like I said, Olivia had suggested that you that we, uh, you know, when she was actually like, yeah, we should play that while you guys are here. And so she actually hadn't, didn't have it yet, but just knew it had come out. So she mm-hmm. bought it and we played it. And then Brianna, like legitimately, we got off the plane and I'm pretty sure that she was already downloading it on our switch. <laughs> and so, uh, no, it's like, I said, it's very addicting. Uh, a lot of fun. Like I said, definitely something to be played with a friend and, um, Really well done. I mean, honestly, I mean, if we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the technical aspects of it, I don't know what you guys thought, but um, I thought that it was had, you know, overall good polish, good mechanics um, and was challenging without being ridiculous for the most part. Yeah, it it played out really smooth. Uh, I didn't have any problems with it, you know, no bugs or anything. Uh, If really just want to nitpick at it. the only thing that I got frustrated with um, was like setting things on counters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I feel like if you were just off slightly at an angle, you couldn't you couldn't lock in the button and put your chop something or put something on a counter, or you end up throwing it on the floor or something. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I mean, that was just you know user error. That was more my fault than the game itself. I. Um, our group experienced that frustration, especially at times. And I think that that was just how the game was designed. There were definitely yeah. times like picking down or picking, picking up, putting down stuff like that. Um, would you like, or like you'd try to pull stuff out of the ingredients boxes and you'd be grabbing like for the meat to make hamburger and you'd end up grabbing a tomato. And it like, you just seen like once that happened, it'd take you like, you'd 
try to correct your mistake real quick, you know, to save time. And you'd end up wasting 20 seconds just because you got so disheveled and got so rushed. Right. Um, but, uh, but no, I think that was definitely just in a part of the design. Cause I, I do think that that was, it's not so bad as to be like, well, they just clearly couldn't get this right. It, it seemed like a conscious choice to me to make that a little harder than it should have been. Like, or at least that you would think it would be just to add a little extra layer of difficulty. Yeah. Yeah, but. for sure. Did you, did you have a favorite level in the game? A favorite level? Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what the consensus on that was. I don't know that I had a favorite. I'm trying to think back to what Brianna seemed to really enjoy. Um, I know she. I it didn't know. sound like she liked the pizza level as much as we did, Kyle. Because when I meant right no, up to, no, to we Brianna, didn't like that one. she was like, I don't know. Yeah, she she gave me that kind of like you're kind of weird like look and kind of <laughs> like and she went, yeah, sure, the pizza level, uh huh. <laughs> No, that that one was definitely not um, not a favorite with our group. Um, Is she awake? Is she? Can you go get her real quick and have her and ask her? <laughs> Let me text her real quick. She's. I think she is asleep at this point. Or if she's not, she is definitely probably not going to want to come out. Let's see here. Okay, I'm just gonna be like favorite overcooked level. Go. I mean, I'm just I'm just asking you know for the sake of the podcast. You can and probably audience. hear me through the walls in this house, though. In all honesty, so. <laughs> i'm sure she wouldn't mind just coming real quick like "Uh uh-huh yeah sure now watch we're waiting on that um no i i I don't know what else to say about it other than just like if you like time management games and um Mm -hmm. you um shoot my uh things bugging out there Gotcha. Well, one thing I found that was really interesting about the game itself also was that um, Phil and Ollie, you know, this has been in development for quite a few years, but once Team 17 got a hold of them and decided to publish the game, you know, that's when they were able to really show off the game at, you know, like E3 and different festivals and, con- and, and conferences and such. And even then, before the game came out, the game was a huge hit. And it was being shown alongside a game, uh-huh. indie games such as Fez. And, and it was still a huge success uh, between audience. And the one thing you don't hear a lot of, um, about or see a lot when it, you take a game to a festival, because a lot of times you're giving people a slice of a game, you know, a demo or whatever. And uh, Phil and Ollie were actually uh, fixing bugs on the spot as they were appearing at, wow. uh, when they were showing it off, which I think, you know, hats off to them trying to, you know, get things fixed and worked tr- so people can enjoy it. But even despite that, people were still enjoying this game. And I'm sure the final product, I think, in my opinion, at least speaks for itself as far as like how much uh, work and, and, and time was spent into trying to make it. So, yeah, it definitely seems like uh they had put a good chunk of their time and dedication to making this game because it, it is a pretty uh, flawless game as as far as the yeah. gameplay technical aspect goes. Yeah, for the said it's I don't think there's anything like I as much as we played it, I think there might have been once or twice we thought maybe we ran into something that was a bug, but it was very minor and it was like a question as to whether or not it was even really a bug. So Yeah. See here. Oh, cool. And this game was uh, nominated for several awards. Um, it didn't really win too many of them, but I will say at the British Academy Game Awards, um, it did win uh, Best Family Game and Best British Game. Um, so just to give you an idea of, of 
how just how great this game is like it did get the recognition that it certainly deserved within the the, the critic community um yeah yeah it, but it was nominated for several other awards yeah all right we have a we have a consensus here gentlemen i was just uh conferring with my lovely wife and uh, her two fate like i guess she didn't have a favorite specific one but you guys no doubt remember the levels because there's several ones throughout um, where you play in a, a car basically or a food truck oh yeah, yeah but you're yeah, yeah. actively moving and you have to swap and alternate back and forth mm-hmm. um those she said those were her favorite and um okay. and that also if she had to pick a specific one actually she would pick the final level against like the boss so, okay. Well, now I need to get there. Yeah, exactly. We need to get there, Kyle. I'll be there in a couple weekends, so All that'll right. be our goal. Yeah. There we beat it. I think uh, personally for me that I like the pizza level, but I love the hamburger level where where it splits in half. Oh like yeah, earthquake yeah, yeah. happens. I think that's and, the oh. first hamburger level actually too. Yeah, I think that that is the first hamburger level. Yeah, that one. I, I really enjoyed that one. That one is. I'll admit that's a challenge, but that one is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, threw us off. For, oh, I know which one I like the least. I can tell you that. <laughs> The one we're stuck on? My, no, no, no. Well, I guess in an aspect, I didn't like that. But the one that I actually, uh, it's the freaking mouse level, dude. You know what I'm talking about. Remember that? Oh, where, the, where they steal your food? You steal your food, so you yeah. can't lay anything out or plan anything. I, I, I forgot about plan, that but Yeah, that was frustrating, too. No, that one was like, mm, like it was. I'm not going to lie. I may have stomped on a few mice, but... I think what? that's okay. They probably deserved it. They were we'll just trying to steal my mushrooms, bro. We'll just say that. Uh, before we get uh, into the rating of the game, uh, what your rating was, Andrew, um, throughout the entire playing of this game, how did you maintain your marriage? That's a very good question and a legitimate <laughs> one about that. <laughs> well, let's see here. Um, oof. Well, I will say that it was pointed out that um, Brianna was rather fiery and brash at times, we shall say. Um, But to be fair, I think what helped is Olivia was there to back me up on that. (laughs) So that softened the blow. Um, And then um, after that was pointed out a few times, I think I just, uh, you know, quiet reflection uh, while I performed my assigned task was (laughs) my uh, my preferred choice, as you could say. So, yes, um, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I just (laughs) chose to, you know, keep my own counsel, keep your head down. You know, it's kind of pretty much like the nine to five. Like I'm coming in here, punching the time clock, doing my work, getting out. Like I don't have any opinions. I, I could see that this game, uh, if you don't have a strong marriage or if you're with a friend and you don't have a strong friendship, I could see it splitting people apart. This is like. A tame version of Super Smash, I would say on that. Like, okay, if you know, I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't know if you guys have an opinion, but yeah, it's like, I mean, you're working together, so I mean, in that aspect, it's different. But it definitely, like you said, it will, to a certain extent. Uh, I don't think it's on Super Smash level, but uh, it, like I said, it will test your your friendship, marriage, whatever the case might be, to at least a small degree for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot of fun. So Kyle, we've talked about a co-op game before. Um, talking uh-huh. about snipper clips being frustrating. Oh, in my opinion, I think snipper clips is a tad more frustrating and I think is more friendship slash marriage breaking. What would you think? Uh, I've only played a very little bit of snipper clips, so I, I haven't got too deep into the game, but I would think that overcooked 
was more straining on on the whole friendship level just because uh, there's a timer in in Overcooked. At least throughout the entire game, there's your time. Yeah. So once that clock starts dwindling down, words and feelings and emotions start <laughs> coming up. I don't know if that's the same with Snipper Clips as you get further in, but from what I play with Snipper Clips, I don't remember there being a timer in there. I, I you know, what? I think I you're would right say about it's about that. similar, and I think the reason is because like you have the timer on obviously on Overcooked, but I think the thing with Snipper Clips is like you have very different opinions at times about how to tackle an issue and like if you just blow through something real quick it doesn't really matter like whoever speaks up first you know that's what you try and you do it and it's great but if it starts to fail and then somebody comes up with their idea and that really doesn't work to help you get through that level i i, I think on snipper clips like I said some of the issues are t- difficult enough to tackle and there's several ways to do it that it sometimes might require a little bit of precise execution um i'd say i put them on about equal footing for different reasons Okay. Snipper Clips should be another game that we discuss. Because I've been wanting to pick it up and play with Jen, but I just haven't got to it yet. No, it's, a, it's a fun level. Yeah. Or not a fun level, but it's a fun game. <laughs> it's a fun level. Yeah. I, I understand what you meant. Yeah, it's a fun game. But no, it's a fun it's game. Uh, I will say, if we're talking about stressing relationships, though, and apparently I'm really competitive at Mario Kart. Um, and and I've, it's to the point now that my wife, she's um, she's told me, that she's never going to play Mario Kart with me ever again. Um, well. so, <laughs> I'd like to say that it's more her just being a little overly sensitive. She says that it's Uh-oh. a little me being a uh. jerk. So, <laughs> you know, but I, I'm my, that's one of my that's one of my relationship goals. You know, is to get her to actually play Mario Kart with me again at some point here. Um, I just so. have to put duct tape over your mouth or something. Uh, pretty much, it's like we're yeah. just you know take some you know what's it some downers so i'm just more <laughs> yeah just mellow it's like well you know it happens but but anyway this was on a tangent which since we're talking about stressing relationships and friendships it just i had to speak so and i think you know in my opinion matt pat and his wife stephanie i don't know how they play games together <laughs> and still maintain their their marriage yeah. so anyone that is married and play games together like i it's just like a tip of the hat to you because video games can be yeah, very oh, stressful yeah, sure, and straining sure. Well, on a uh, rating, then, huh? Yep. What would you What would you give it on the new scale? On the what now? The the, oh, you weren't on the. <laughs> I keep forgetting. So you wasn't on the last episode. We are doing one one through ten. Okay. With point uh, five. Point fives. With point fives. All right. Um. I'm gonna give it personally. I would say a seven and a half. Um, okay. And uh, once again, speaking for my wife a little bit, but I have a feeling she would put it more at the eight and a half or nine range because she absolutely loved it. But once again, I think it's a what I enjoy time management, resource management type games, but I don't think to the extent that she does. Um, So part of it's, you know, preference and, you know, what game types you prefer. Right. But I would say regardless of your, you know, main preference, you would I think most people would have a favorable opinion. Okay. So yeah. 7.5. I think that's a reasonable score for that. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So that is Overcooked by Ghost Town Games. Uh, it is on the Switch, uh, on Steam, and I think PS4. Yes, that is correct. Is it? it is okay. on I, I, I've as well. never seen it on the market. Yeah. 
Okay. PS4 and Xbox One. Um, so yeah, let's uh, take a quick break. Hey everyone, Carrington here, co-host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right, if you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month's service for free. You can do so by heading to the website, podbean.com rdp, or using the promo code rdp, and you can get their first month's premium service for free. They are our personal podcasting host, and we love them. We wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much. So head on over to podbean.com rdp or promo code rdp and get that first month service for free. And as always, have a rad day. Hey guys, are you a PC gamer? Do you like the latest and greatest equipment? Well now, Real Dudes Podcast and Razer are affiliated with each other. Razer is more than just the world's leading gaming brand. They inspire gamers everywhere with a razor sharp focus on being the best in game and in real life. Everyone armed with their cutting-edge peripherals, including systems, mice, keyboards, headsets, controllers, mouse pads, and more, get the unfair winning advantage. That's right, Razer and Real Dudes Podcast are affiliated with each other, so all you need to do is go to www.realdudespodcast.com forward slash affiliates and click on the Razer link there. Uh, you can use the banner to get great deals on all your PC gaming gear. Have a rad day. We here at Real Dudes want to give a huge shout out to Guitaro Man for letting us use his music on this episode. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud and be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at I am Guitaro Man. That is G I T A R U M A N. Thanks, and let's get back to this episode. And welcome back to Real Dudes Podcast. Hope you enjoyed our little ads that we have running. As you notice, um, I'm taking over for the news temporarily because, um, you know, uh, you know, sometimes we just like to switch things up. Uh, so first and foremost, we have uh, an indie news, which is kind of surprising. We have Yuji Naka, who is one of three creators of the Sonic franchise. He actually created Sonic. Um, he was hired by Square Enix. So why is this indie news, you might ask? Because he actually owns an indie studio called Probe. He left Sega back in 2005. I forgot to write it down, but it was around 2005. Sonic Heroes was the last game he actually worked on, and he started Probe up. Um, so it's unknown what will happen to his indie studio, uh, probe. And just to give you an idea of the games that he's made, I've never heard of this game before, but there's, they created a game called Real Ski Jump, um, which has been downloaded over four million times. Um, and it's a mobile game, so, um, it's out there. And then, um, his company also created, uh, Street Pass Mansion and Street Pass Fishing, which is on the 3DS. Um, so those are things that, um, his company probe created it's not sure he's still listed i checked right before we recorded i checked he's still listed as the ceo of probe at the moment um but we'll just keep an eye out he's been hired by square enix now um so it'll be interesting to see what what he comes up with while he's over there and congratulations to him as he moves on with his career um next we have um a gamer couple um they they really connected with stardew valley and um what I think it was last week. Um, 
he proposed to his now fiance using Stardew Valley. Um, he did so by uh, planting things um, in a certain region of the, of the map and area and started planting things that spelled out, uh, will you marry me? And then he got her to play the game, said, hey, I found an Easter bug or an Easter egg uh, in the game. And he had her play it and had it all. And then he, and he proposed. Um, needless to say, um, her family thought that that was really cute and, and, and amazing that he did that and very thoughtful and, you know, props out, as we have already mentioned to, uh, people who are in a relationship and are able to game together. That's, you know, really special thing. Oh, that's so cute. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, congratulations to them and, and using something like games, you know, bring them together and using that uh, to even make create a, a, an even more memorable uh, memory for them. So and now they can be the second couple to get married at Taco Bell. Yes, exactly. The second because <laughs> there's already been one. <laughs> and uh, he used to work for Game Informer, if I remember right. I don't know if he still currently works for them. Uh, no, he's actually a giant bomb. That's right. That's he's a giant bomb now. Was it Tim Turry? No, Dan Reichert. Dan Riker, that's who it was. Tim Turry's at Capcom. Anyway, um, and if you guys haven't listened to our previous mini episode and you're listening to this, the full episode, because these episodes typically get more attention, um, I highly recommend you go back and listen to our previous mini episode where um, Mick Waits of Four Horses Games revealed on our show um, that Miles and Kylo would be coming out on the Switch. Um, it's a Real Dudes exclusive right now. Um, so we are the first to report on it and get it out there. Um, so we highly, I highly recommend you um, go out and, and, and check out that episode and that reveal. Uh, it was very special to us and for Mick. Um, once again, that's Miles and Kilo. Um, and and it's a great it's maybe more like a spiritual successor to Kid Trip, which we've talked about a couple times on the show. Um But uh it's it's just something that, that we've really really hold near and dear to us and, and Mick as well. So hats off to Mick and the original creator, Michael, um and 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 really getting their games out there. And it's coming out on the Switch, by the way, which is the big reveal. Um you can already play it right now on mobile games and and so you can really um if you want to you can play it right now but uh, you know the switch version is probably going to be a little better kyle what, what what else do we have going on around the indie community and gaming community overall well there's this new uh, gaming service that uh, by the way it looks might be giving steam um a run for their money what and, what <laughs> um so yeah it uh Download and stream games off of it. It is called Robot Cash. Yes. Cache. Cash. Cache. Yeah. It's just cash. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Robot Cash is a new digital distribution like Steam. Um, the I guess the draw of Robot Cash right now is it allows the resale of digital games. And so, um, yeah, exactly. So, Steam doesn't allow that at all. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you buy a game... Um, well, really, does any other platform that's digital games allow anything for that? No, not at all. No. Dude, they're going to put everybody else out of business. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about that? Before we, they're coming, There's more to Robot Cash, but let's focus on that real quick. Um, being able to resell your digital games, is that something that would interest you guys? And, and if so, why? <laughs> <laughs> Insert canned laughter here. I mean, come on. 
I mean, seriously, yes. I mean, everybody's going to be interested in that because there are certain games that you know everybody's totally willing to part with down the line. There's a handful that you'll want to keep just for old time's sake, even if you never play them again. But, I mean, come on. Now, that that's revolutionary as far as I'm concerned. And making that actually makes me believe, which, I mean, I knew it was headed there one way or the other, regardless of uh, what I or anybody else might think or want about, you know, just everything going digital and that's the only way you'd be able to buy games eventually. But to me, that's nail in the coffin stuff right there as far as if they can allow you to at least get recoup some type of your, uh, you know, initial expense there on games and roll it into other games. I mean, that's really the only leg that a physical copy had left to stand on, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Cody, you're a recent uh, PC... uh, conversion convert i guess um i don't know how you handle like your xbox one games but as far as digital games concerned um what are your thoughts on it and if you could resell them would you switch over to robot cash Uh, i don't know i've never really resold my games because the whole resell market of like gamestop and stuff like that is you buy a game for 60 bucks and you get two bucks and change back from gamestop when you go and resell it and so ever since that, I've bought digital games and I never resell them. So the whole point of that, I don't really get it. And I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of PC games. Like for but, you, you have 400 plus games that I don't think you haven't played half. So it might come in effect for you. But <laughs> uh, I'll check it out for sure. And if they got deals, cool beans. But the whole resale thing isn't a big approach to me. And PC games are relatively a little bit cheaper than console games, which is nice. Yeah, I'd have to think that that would be appealing. I mean, and I know what you mean, Cody, about you know the typical, the typically the ga- resale uh, market in the in the game in gaming industry has been pretty much yeah. garbage. I mean. Let's just be honest, uh, you know, GameStop is kind of synonymous with Alibaba <laughs> and the 40 Thieves. Um, but if we're being honest, but um, but still, and, and like I said, I'm sure you use two, you know, two dollars and change, yeah. as you say, is, is a bit of exaggeration. But because, um, yeah, I, I, but to me, I, I totally get it. But to I, if I'm willing to sink the money into a game, 60 bucks up front, you know, I'm not willing mm-hmm. to wait on it for, you know, to go on sale or, or to just eventually drop in price, whatever the case might be. If it's really worth $60 to me, then I'm going to spend that 60 happily. And if I can play it for, you know, especially if you get it, and usually those games that you're buying and spending like the full price on, you're getting them pretty early on in their life cycle, if not day one. And unless it's a really in-depth game like a Skyrim or, or something like that that's going to require you know mo- months to fully digest and process for the average person at least. Um, usually, you know, you play a game in two, three, four weeks at most. You know, you might put a month into something and then you kind of get done with it and you can take it back in. A lot of times if it's a pretty successful game, you'll still get somewhere between 20 to $30 out of it. So if I can recoup you know a third to half of you know between a third and half of my investment and put it into another game um i think it's well worth it and i don't know what the pricing structure on all this is and you know what they're offering but in the in the physical game world um and then obviously if you buy a game that's cheaper up front you know it's only a 30 dollar game 
and you only get, you know, 10 or 12, you know, on it when you sell it, it's, you got to see, you, you had less money to begin with. So, um, no, I can see it definitely being appealing depending on what they're willing to give you. I mean, like I said, if it is five cents, that may be not such a big deal, but if it's anything of consequence at all, I, I can yeah. certainly see it good having point. an impact in people's buying habits. That's a good point. I've never been into the resale market like you, Cody. Um, I typically don't resell my games uh, for the same reason, because I'm going to spend anywhere between, you know, 30 to $60 on a game and I'm going to get literally a fraction of it. I mean, I understand because it's used that I'm only going to get a fraction of it. But a lot of times, even if it, the game is brand spanking new, I'm only going to get, you know, a fourth or a third of, the, mm-hmm. of my money back if I whether I, I like it or I don't. Um, but this does, in a way, does interest me in some sort of different way. Because um, right now, Steam has it set up to where if you ha- you cannot... If you beat the game, you're not going to be able to resell it. But if it's a longer game, like, say, Skyrim, if you have less than two hours and there are a couple other rules they have set up, you can just, you know, get your get all your money back. But you do there are they do have rules set up to where um, you have to follow in order to get your money back. Um, But you cannot resell your games in any way, shape or form uh, within the Steam market. And um, they're still, you know, coming up with new things. They just said resell. I don't know if it means like you're going to resell it into like a marketplace kind of deal or if it's going to be, um, you know, player to oh, player true. or if you're, you know, I don't know yet. Uh, it's still it's 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 still a new market. It's it just got announced. It's going to come out sometime this year. Um, so we'll we'll see and we'll we'll, we'll uh-huh. you know, keep an eye on it for sure. Uh, but there's another side to this that. Um, I haven't brought out to you guys yet and that it does not run on money as we know it, whether it be U.S. dollars, the Japanese yen or euros. It uses its own currency and it uses cryptocurrency. Bitcoin. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> it, 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 actually, it does not even run Bitcoin. It's a new cryptocurrency that they're coming up with called iron. So it doesn't even have value yet that um, mm, get in on this bubble, guys. You exactly. Heard it here. You Not heard only are we coming to you with exclusive. gaming news, we're here for also for our, your financial advice. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, what are you guys' thoughts on using cryptocurrency and not monetary value? Because Steam. Um, decided to not support cryptocurrencies anymore. It used to support Bitcoins, but they don't do that anymore. And RoboCash, it's 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 based on cryptocurrency, nothing else. Um, so do you see that spelling disaster for Steam or disaster for RoboCash? Um, I'll just go ahead and be honest. I, I have not invested much time into Bitcoin, so I'm not 100% sure how everything works <laughs> with you know that. I, I, I'm still learning. Like It's become a, a small does, hobby of mine, actually. Where the does their so. cryptocurrency <laughs> I don't lie in market about value? Go ahead, Cody. And will it fluctuate like uh, Bitcoin? Because if it... Oh, yeah. Yes, it will fluctuate like Bitcoin. It will. Um, right now, it's not for sale, so I don't know what it's worth right now. No, I, all I'll say is I'm like you. I don't. I'm like Kyle. I don't know a whole lot about the specifics of it. I do know the general idea, um, and I'll just say that I think it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's not a tangible thing, and I know some people could say. That, you know, well, technically your money's not tangible anymore because let's face it, a lot of people don't even mm-hmm. use cash. It's all just transactions, you know, and, and it's all numbers in a computer, and I guess, but I don't know. It, it's, it's not the same to me. I mean, you're not, 
it's not real. It's not tangible to me. It's like this, you know, it's like gold farming in World of Warcraft. But then at least yeah. then they're selling it for real money at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So now I, to me, that's that that would actually kill it would kind of kill it for me, taking it back the other way. But you just try to bring me on a roller coaster of emotions on this character. <laughs> I know, I know. That's but, like the side to go for one way and then reveal the, the big thing about it. Also, <laughs> try to reel me in and then bring the hammer down. I see how it is. No, I, that I mean, once again, I guess we'll see. You know, I, I'm ten, typically slower to, uh, you know, accept these newer, you know, concepts. I think especially for a younger person, I'm, I'm a bit resistant to a lot of it. I think part of it comes from because I own something called Ripple Coins, which is another like cryptocurrency that's out there. And Ripple Coins isn't like Bitcoin or the other cryptocurrencies out there because Ripple Coins are, are specifically for the banks and and trying to... Um, trade currency without having to do a lot of conversions, like going from the US dollar to Japanese yen, where you can just buy cryptocurrency and the transactions literally take less than, you know, it's seconds to, to do a transaction that way. Um, and so I, I can see why cryptocurrencies are appealing to people because it's kind of more of a, a universal way of, of taking care of, you know, uh, cash and things like that. If they do accept cryptocurrencies, um, I don't know why you would need to create a brand new one, uh, such as iron, what RoboCash is trying to do, uh, because there's so many out there. And because of the big boom that's happening right now, there's new ones being created, you know, almost on a daily basis. I see ads for cryptocurrencies all the time uh, because I, I have invested in ripple coins. Well, my thing is, is, where is the regulation on this? I don't know. I, I'm not like trying to point fingers like I'm, you know, leading everybody in a certain direction that I'm already aware of where we're going. Like I'm genu- genuinely asking, like, where's the regulation on a lot of this stuff? Number one. And then number two, my issue among, you know, a, a litany that come to mind is where, uh, like, can they, they don't transfer between. I'm assuming like this iron, you can't buy Bitcoin with iron and vice versa, right? From what it sounds like at the moment, it does not sound like you can do that. But like I said, like I, I when I heard about it, I started looking up information. Um, RoboCash hasn't said too much about it at the moment. But I mean, to me, that's very limiting because, like, then I feel like that's just trying to force everybody into your own little sphere of influence and not letting them get out once you've got your hooks in them. Like with the dollar, like yeah, there might be some issue with you know transferring and swapping over but i can use my american dollars to do business with anybody in the world i mean on some level we could get there whereas if you are locked in with a specific type of electronic currency you're only going to be able to deal with people that deal in in that kind of currency and to me that's almost uh akin and once again if i'm fully uh, understanding it and that's really the case i could be wrong Mm -hmm. but to me that sounds a lot like the old mining companies that paid their uh, employees with company coin and you can only buy everything at the company store <laughs> and uh, you know basically you couldn't go outside of your little bubble that they created and you were basically more or less a slave without actually being one in technicality right oh and by the way <clears throat> uh, before i like get into that intro i will say also you can mine for iron like you can mine for bitcoins and stuff so i mean that's something you could try and get into now Oh, not right now, um, because Iron has not yet been released yet, um, but they are going to have like a pre-sale for it. Um, 
but I will say to that point, it is being regulated on some levels because if you do buy into Bitcoins or any kind of cryptocurrency at the moment, um, at least our government, because we live in the United States, um, there are forms you have to fill out and they are, there are, uh, they are taxable, um, okay. because the, it, it fluctuates uh, so much. So you can't just, you know, if you do make millions or billions of dollars off these, like the high rollers have, uh, it is taxable on some sort of level. Um, And I know, I can't remember if it's South or North Korea that has banned cryptocurrencies at the moment. So the world certainly is, or the world governments are certainly like looking at cryptocurrencies and still trying to learn about it and figure out how to handle this recent uh explosion of them all uh recently so basically cryptocurrency and bitcoin are similar to the token at the arcade that's how i view it yeah yeah basically because it's right now um that uh, that's essentially it because but the only i guess they have more value than a token uh Yes, yes, yes. Because I was going to say, you can actually sell this stuff and make money off it. Because I've made about 300 bucks off of different cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. And just, you know, buying, selling, and then reinvesting and buying and selling and reinvesting kind of thing. To me, it's just a bubble, though. I mean, you're, and that's fine, you know, no harm in that and making some extra money if that's your, you know, your game and you can do it. But to me, it's just the next, you know, it's just the next economic bubble and it'll burst and... I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see. I mean, but um, yeah, it's still in its infancy and, and no one certainly saw Bitcoin blowing up the way it did uh, be, because I remember I've told people like I remember Bitcoin when it was less than a cent uh, back in the day. And then I remember when it got up to 10 cents and then a dollar and stuff. And I mean, right now, of course, I'm kicking myself in the head. Like, why didn't I buy Bitcoin? But it's at the time, I didn't understand it. The market value also dropped on it recently. And I didn't understand. Like, quite big. Yeah. 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 Big time. Big time. Um, And so that's the other thing you got to watch out for, too. I mean, you're essentially buying another kind of currency and you're putting your faith that it will maybe grow and make you money. Um, it's so intangible, and I know. Except once again, I know our cur- our currency today is less tangible than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's an established foundation, though. And uh, I mean, the American dollar, you know, it's it's very trusted. And not even if you know if Japanese yen, whatever. I mean, that's something that's been around. It's been established. It's you know, it's a government recognized currency. Uh, and once again, governments fail. Blah blah blah. Any you know, and there have been examples of that. You know, where a, com- a country's currency goes belly up, and and basically what these people have is useless. Um, exactly. I, I and, and your Bitcoins or whatever you're, you're investing in could be eventually become useless. Um, right now, I think the last time I checked, Bitcoin was worth about $11,000, which is a drop from what it was a couple of months ago. And it was 17,000, 19,000, $20,000. So, I mean, that's a big jump uh, for anyone that's, that's been in. My only question in, in was Bitcoin is like when if you went when you invest in the stock market you can pull your stocks out so when like the market drops you're not screwed can you do that with bitcoin or are you mm-hmm. stuck cuz you cuz you invested in bitcoin can you say oh it's worth $17,000 a bitcoin pull out right now and get your money 
and exchange your Bitcoin, or are you stuck with a Bitcoin? You can essentially sell it for whatever it's worth at that moment in time, like you would stock. Um, so if it was worth seventeen thousand, and then you decided to sell it, seven. Let's say you bought at when it was you know ten cents or whatever, and you decided to sell it at seventeen thousand. Uh, you certainly could do that. Because um, I, like I said, I've done it and I've made money, but I've decided to reinvest it uh, and stuff like that. Um, and the other thing too that's that's will be interesting to see in the next few years. Um, I don't know about iron, uh, what RoboCash is going to do, but for Bitcoin at the least, there's only a finite number of Bitcoins that you can uh, get. And once, and we're going to come up on yeah. that on the end of it soon. Uh, within the probably the, let's see, what is it now? 2018. I think the analysts say at 2024 is when the last bitcoin will be mined and it will be see interesting to see what happens at that point um the reason why i decided to invest in something like ripple like i'm not suggesting you buy anything this is we're just not we're not promoting why i decided to any do it. cryptocurrency or financial anything financial <laughs> or financial advice yeah all the all the ripple coins they've already been mined and it's just a matter of just trying gotta to get them catch all. them all. And, gotta and catch them all. Like, come on. on. Yep. <laughs> Jamal, that's Ripple <laughs> Coins. My head went there immediately. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm glad I'm among friends at least. <laughs> and so, I mean, they're already out there. So whatever. And then the creator himself said, I don't see this getting more worth more than 20 bucks. So, and, you know, and so I'm not expecting to become rich off of it in any way shape or form it's just interesting and fun to see and and, and watch the market yeah, do what it's saying here, the creator right? of flappy bird never saw that coming either mm-hmm. and look what happened so that's true that's true but like i said i don't condone anything i'm not a financial advisor i'm not an expert in this in any way shape or form well uh when i saw that you'd wanted to discuss this uh about robot cash and uh steam mm-hmm I don't know why, but the first thing that came to my head was Hollywood Video versus Blockbuster. And I think that as a poll for this week, I'm going to put which video rental store was better when you were growing up, Hollywood Video or Blockbuster? You know what? It's funny you say that because uh, in the you know, one of the Facebooks that we are in, Kyle, uh, Overblood, mm-hmm. uh, they sh- shared a memory of the Wii U launch and it was a blockbuster post and it's just like wow talk about a blast from the past yeah yeah that was i don't know why but whenever i saw that that, that was a, the discussion topic that remember just when came netflix right to first came out and it was we'll ship dvds to your mailbox and now it's stream anything <laughs> yeah. instantly oh yeah <laughs> sheesh yeah. yeah it's crazy i remember those days this uh, we might want even edit this out or whatever this is just a thought maybe we can address it in a different episode because we we won't be able to do it tonight but um maybe just as a teaser if we decide we like it what uh, do you guys think about the future of netflix because with disney having purchased fox and having already informed netflix that they were going to be removing their content all of it by like 2019 or whatever 2020 i can't remember um it, you know, when they first said that, it was like, oh, well, they'll lose Disney movies. Not a huge deal. You know, it may be a little hit. But now uh, with them taking over a considerable chunk of Netflix, uh, you know, content that they stream that's not their own original stuff, it's going to be a pretty gigantic shot. And, to uh, Netflix. You know, 
to Netflix. Yeah. And I just wondered uh, if anybody has an opinion on that or if that's something we would want to address in a can, uh, later we, episode. Because I think it's fascinating. It later. I my think only can... thing... Yeah. Yes. My only thing I have a lot of is opinions. if they don't put the old, like, really good Disney Channel shows onto that, I will be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the we'll old school cool point, cool TV really shows, not just well, really I thought about that. that we don't have access to anymore. Right. Oh, but we'll get into like, that. Yeah. We'll- like Eden okay. Stevens and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's not get too far into this. Yeah. Uh, we can make that so. discussion for the next episode. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, then you open up a can of worms. I know. Andrew. Thank gotta, you. I'm we sorry. Gotta, <laughs> we can end I on that. I just couldn't help note. myself. We were thought you you said Netflix and it triggered me and I'm like I can't let this get away. We, uh, we okay. could do that as off topic for next episode. So stay tuned for, for next week. hour. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. As we discuss oh, yeah. Netflix. Hey, that's a good <laughs> teaser though. Tease. That is a good teaser, though. So yeah, um, there you go, guys. We had a tease for you know next episode, and we talked about cryptocurrencies and robot cash, something to certainly uh, keep our eyes on. But uh, you know, if you want to know more about us, uh, you can always head to our website, realdudespodcast.com, where we've got you know exciting things going on over there. We've got our store over there. Um, if you want to listen to us on any platform, that is the best place to to go and check to see where we are. Uh, don't forget that we also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash real dudes pod. Uh, if you want to help support the show, uh, help us get, uh, more reviews and, and, and news out to you guys, you know, help support us to help support you, you know, help us help you kind of thing. Um, a big announcement that we mentioned in the last episode as well. Um, we're trying to move away from YouTube because YouTube is pretty much cancer, uh, right now and that we cannot you be able to you know thrive over on youtube um, we're still gonna put stuff over there but we're gonna uh really support twitch and twitch.tv so come help support us as well on twitch.tv slash real dudes pod uh we're gonna put videos up there um i'm gonna try and get more videos out there maybe put some skits up there who knows Ooh. um yeah i know i've got a couple ideas so we'll see what happens um, like I said, just help us out. You know, we also have a donation set up. Uh, you can check that out at realdudespodcast.com slash PayPal. Help us get to E3. Um, it's certainly a goal of ours. So E3, at, uh, I mean, RDP at, at E3 2018. Let's make it happen, people. Um, you can hashtag. also follow us. Oh, yeah. Hashtag RDP at E3 2018. Let's do it. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, we're pretty confident this year, actually, as opposed to the previous two years. Um, so don't be afraid to follow us. Also, um, we're always updating um, our social media accounts. So you can follow us um, at Twitter uh, at Real Dudes underscore pod. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Dudes pod at, at Real Dudes pod. Um, and if you want to email the show, uh, have any questions, comments, concerns, you can contact us on any of our social media accounts, or you can email the show at podcast at realdudespodcast.com. And we will actually um, talk about it here on the show if we um, hear from you. Oh. Um, so uh, keep an eye out. We got plenty of interviews and news lined up for the next few months. So keep an eye out. We got some huge guests lined up and we are excited. That uh, that reminds me. We had someone on Twitter, um, Relentless Rex, mention uh, who would win in a fight, who had a better video game collection. Oh, that's uh, right. Before we close out, we got to answer that. Well, I feel like we could get into a pretty deep discussion about this, too. Should we tease it for the next time? Well, what's the question? Yeah, we should definitely do that. Uh, Meg. 
who would win in a fight and who has a better video game collection? Mega Man or Ryu from Street, oh. Street Fighter? Let think us know on it. Twitter. Think, think about, about it. it. What do you think? Because I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, it is a, a great question. So I just wanted to bring that up because we were, we were supposed to discuss this. Uh, I completely forgot episode. about I that. So we will put it in the show notes for next episode for yep, sure. For sure. That's it. That's it. Okay. Unless you guys got something else before we close out. Shouldn't get on my end. Nope. Awesome. Well, as a sign out, have a rad day. And as always, oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think the alcohol's hitting me. As always, everybody, <laughs> have a rad day. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, hey, maybe I should see what the Arkham Asylum game is all about, or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom, and felt like you were at a real disadvantage because you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode, I take a look at video games based on comic book properties and how well they stick to that source material. 
So whether you know the comics and want to actually learn how these games work, or know the games and want to know what the hell is going on, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com, the Brain Trust Bros Network, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.